0: here in town and in every corner of the interwebs thank you for tuning in we hope you're enjoying this beautiful monday the 29th of july you are listening to podland Showcasters. i am keith and here with me as always the daring the dashing the beautiful and the bold brandon goldner what's up B? Monday, Tuesday, happy days. What's up,
1: Keith? And if you want to reach out to Trailcaster <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, or any day of the week, you can do that at Trailcasters on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Those old-fashioned Eww. emails are always going to work, too. That's simply oh, trailcasters at yes. gmailcom And don't forget, we have a brand-new, mobile-friendly, ad-free website at trailcasters.com, which I do need to do more .com. writing for, but please check it out. We'd love to have you there. But the most important thing, and I usually put on my... Uh, Late sixties, early seventies sitcom TV show voice to say this. We're gonna want your five star reviews, whether they are on iTunes, Stitcher, Fire Google star Play, Express Spotify, Castbox, that does not matter what matters to those reviews because more views need more people, more people means more for Keith. How's everything going on this sunny Monday afternoon?
0: It is beautiful. you almost you almost went sunny Sunday. I could hear it there. But I know,
1: Monday, I <laughs> <laughs> I totally had to catch myself.
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful day whether it's sunday sunday monday whatever day it is it's a beautiful day out we've been having some amazing weather here honestly but the garden is loving it i've been enjoying getting out for some awesome hoops over at ibac park uh i've called it Ibach for the longest time this park around the corner from my house and apparently i found out recently it's ibac uh when you look really the pronunciation board. So yeah i'm trying to be more uh, more I it's guess, spelled
1: i-b-a-c-h accurate. i thought it would be ibac too that's interesting
0: yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, we will not be talking no, about no, Ibox talk Park today for on the show. ten more
1: minutes <laughs> about how to pronounce this park, Keith.
0: We've got plenty to cover. We'll be talking about uh, how nobody seems to like USA Basketball or the Lakers. I'll get to that later. Uh, but we do have a former Laker, Pau Gasol, coming in to, make, to be the final edition, final summer edition for the Blazers. We also have discovered that nobody seems to really know what to think about Portland's roster, and nobody understands the challenge flag situation. We will get to all of that, plus some listener questions mixed in, and much, much more. Shout out to our sponsors, Envy Adventures, and speaking uh, Brenda over at clearly speaking can help you with pronunciation speaking fast and avoiding fatigue fatigue however you like to say it she may not tell you uh, properly uh, uh, I guess you know pronunciation probably is mixing there with the job too so uh, maybe I should stop uh, stressing the fatigue part of it but Brenda can help you over clearly speaking that is clearly speaking you can also if you maybe are stuck in uh, not wanting to deal with traffic or stuck on the other side of town you can go talk to Corey over at envy adventures that is envi dot he is having some amazing summer deals going on right now. I think he has flights going all the way from about the $50 range up to the $100 plus range all around Portland, the Gorge, Mount Hood, beautiful scenery everywhere in this lovely Sunday and Monday weather, like we said. <laughs> Check out both those websites, clearlyspeakingoregon.com and envyadventures, envyadventures.com today. Okay, so, no guests in here today. We're doing it live and you know, I, you know, I don't and we don't use a whole we lot of sound effects. We don't need any guests. Come on. We don't need any guests, but I think, I think we should get a Bill O'Reilly sound effect in here. I think we should get some sound clips just for this part. Just throw oh, that in man. like that. We're doing it live. We can I do, do need it. A set.
1: <laughs> so I have an Ableton controller, which is like a square thing with a bunch of light-up buttons on it. You can, you can map certain sounds and clips to it. So I, hypoth- if I could figure out how to make this thing work and make the audio kind of route to you and the guest, I could have like a soundboard with like too hot for tea. You know what I mean? Like Dale and Jacoby type of thing. Like You know what I have?
0: I have a phone, and I bet there's an app out there. So we're going to investigate this. And we're gonna oh
1: man, remember to when we got the Ham Horn <laughs> yeah. app on the phone? I think I yes, we still had have some it. fun
0: with that before. We will we'll do version 2.0 in uh, in summer 2.0 here between seasons two and three. But today, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Us, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so, so some quick hits to go through before we get to the major topic. Shout out to Nasir Little. He signed a shoe deal with Nike. Uh, so pretty big deal for a rookie who was not, you know, a, a top pick in the way he was. Like we've said before, he was thought of at first for a while as. A potential top five pick, but he fell down uh, all the way to the Blazers at what? Uh, was it 24 or 25 or something? Something
1: like that. Point. Don't put me on the spot. How dare you?
0: <laughs> anyway, I saw uh, Nick DePaula on the jump. He's kind of a big sneakerhead. He notes that Nas was co MVP of the Jordan Classic. So maybe this is kind of a lasting impression uh, with Jordan and with Nike. Uh, and, you know, like, like we said, he had originally been a top pick. So it's, it shouldn't be that surprising. But hey, we got one more Blazer with his own shoe deal and it's his rookie year. So good for him.
1: So wait, did he sign with Nike or with Jordan brand?
0: I believe it's with Nike. I just kind of related actual Michael Jordan there as, as far as the Nike. You know, Nike and Jordan are not that far apart.
1: No, they're not. And like just remember also uh another player who's has a bit more of a profile than Sir Little Zion <laughs> Williamson signing with Jordan Brand. Uh it looks like I just did a quick Google and yeah, he sh- shined signed a Giant. multi-year shoe deal with Nike reporting coming from Cody Taylor of Rookie Wire, which isn't our, our our friend Michael Weisenberg used to be with Rookie Wire. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I that's right, yeah. And, and now he is doing his own thing somewhere else. Uh, more details. As I'm stammering through this, I thought that they would be here. You think that they would be? <laughs> and there's an ad pop up. Uh, it does not say what the deal is for. It just says that it's a multi-year deal uh, with Nike. So. And just, uh, uh, every-
0: Quick shout-out to Mikey V, though. He now works for Rookie Wire. He used to be at NBA Draft, actually. It's, it's Rookie God, if that that's
1: what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, shout-out no, to
0: Mikey. But you mentioned a, a kind of bigger profile a, a blazer and, and shoe candidate and all those. Well, you didn't mention a blazer, but I want to talk about a, a bigger profile shoe blazer, I guess. Man, I am tongue-tied right now. Uh, but it's Dame, all good. Hey, it's summertime. We can do whatever <laughs> it's we want. It's summertime, man. I'm going to get some of this uh, beautiful cold summer water.
1: I can confirm for listeners that Keith is not drinking alcohol that was water, unless (laughs) it's a clear
0: alcohol like gin or vodka... It's it's a mason jar, man. So it could go either way. No, that's just how we rock.
1: Wait a minute. Cheers, let's buddy. let's take a quick diversion here. I want you to take a peek. Can you see the glass I'm holding up?
0: Yeah. Do you see beautiful. the proportion of this thing? So I. Wow. Yeah. Like only half that glass is actually uh, uh, volume for drink. The exactly. Well. Yeah. Pace. More
1: like more like a third <laughs> of it. So so my awesome girlfriend Cassie, I went to Manzanita, best place on earth. You got to go right now. I beautiful. know that you're loving this diversion, aren't you? We went to one of those stores. You know, on like Leneda Avenue, kind of the main strip, and it had this whiskey glass, and I had been talking for a while, like, oh, like, I want... You know, a highball glass is like a lot of glass at the bottom. And so she's looking around. We're looking at like air plants and salt and pepper shakers and all that. And so she finds this thing that's like 66% glass. It is so heavy. It's comical. And at first, like, no, I'm not going to pay 20 bucks for that. And five minutes did later, you know? if been, well, like, yeah, five minutes later, like, I'm totally getting that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you know there's a, an actual little whiskey bar in Miznew too? Did you over there?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I did. I checked it out. It's McGregor's. Uh, yeah, McGregor's there. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I actually went there last year. Um, God, there's
0: so many diversions I could take. Welcome to the Whiskey Glass Podcast. Welcome to the Whiskey Glass
1: Podcast. The point point is that while Keith is drinking water, I am drinking some 10-year-aged bullet bourbon with some fresh strawberry and cherries that I took a handheld mixer and kind of emulsified them because this bourbon was so strong, it was like diesel. Like it needs something else in there to sweeten it up just a bit. So some fresh fruit. Unbelievable. Really, really good.
0: All right. No, this is good. I'm I'm gonna I'm oh see, I gotta stop the clock now. I was gonna try and log some time for how much I can waste time later and, and run over the show. No, okay. Oh, you totally you just bank <laughs> yourself five solid minutes for sure. Listen, I had a great segue here. <laughs> I, I this Let's go this to we're it we're talking we're talking Nas's shoes to Dame's shoes. Dame's giving shoes away again, man. He's doing so last year. I didn't right, get any gave, shoes. I I didn't get shoes either. He didn't do it quite as big. Last summer, I think it was, he had like a whole U-Haul or something where he went down to a park and gave shoes away. But this time, he was down at the Adidas store. Uh, He saw some kids, and I guess uh, he basically went over to them and says, five pairs each, grab whatever you all want. Kids are speechless. They're like looking around like, is this real? Uh, But they go off, and someone on Twitter sees this. They ask him like, wait, is this for real, or was this like an Adidas setup or anything like that? And Dame responds. He says, no, this is actually real. I was shopping, and my Adidas rep told me how much my Adidas card held, and I saw those kids and told him. I'm going to get them some shoes, and he recorded it. So the family was cool, too. And honestly, that last line was almost my favorite part. Dame going, the fan was cool, too, as if Dame's looking at, like, the perks from his end. Like, yeah, this is really fun for me. I met some cool people, and the family was cool, too. Not trying to, not talking about, like, the sponsor or that he's, like, a big athlete and look at this awesome stuff he's doing. I love Dame, but, yeah, he, once again, Dame loves the kids. Portland loves Dame, and, and it's summer full of love, man. It's re- it.
1: yeah no it's in I think <laughs> I think you mentioned it this wasn't planned I mean he was just there yeah. right like and he said yeah. hey like I had you know credit on my adidas card not like dame needs to check his adidas card to see if he has credit on it something right, to, right. something tells me that his his adidas card has a permanent amount of unlimited yeah. credit on it i'm just saying but yeah um, there was
0: that is kind of a funny line honestly when we're talking about no it's a real thing and it's not a sponsorship or anything he mentions that like, he mentions his adidas cards like no come on dude we, everyone no one's gonna question that you can buy what like 15 or 25 pairs of shoes for
1: he's kids. got one of those like solid <laughs> platinum cards that you know anyway so yeah no good for dame um awesome to and yeah, and it was really neat. Actually, that my favorite part of that video was that so Dame is talking to the kids and the kid kind of looks up at, at, you know, either, you know, his dad or, or, or you know, his, uh, older sibling or whatever. And the older dude goes, no, he's not talking to me. He's talking to you. And it's like, again, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I really appreciated it because everyone knew, look, this is about the kids, which, which, which yeah. you just said, which is just awesome. It was cool.
0: Yeah, dude, it was it was very cool, and and yeah, just Portland loves Dame. Dame was the kids. Shout out to all of them. Summer love, like I said. Uh, so two good shoe settings there. Let's talk about some different kind of shoes on on a pitch or something. Shoe no, has nothing pastry? to do with shoes
1: because we've been watching uh, a lot of great British Bake Off, and they've got shoe pastry. <laughs> you got to make sure that you prove no. it just right. Let's shoe go to pa- twenty minutes. Is that a t-
0: thing? Is that even a thing? Is 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 there, a, is there a such a thing as a shoe pastry? Shoe
1: pastry. It's C H O U X, which I did not know until like the fiftieth time it was referenced, and. And it said on the, on the screen, shoe pastry, C-H-O-U-X, shoe, not <laughs> I S-H-O-E. When I at, remember,
0: yeah, no, totally. Remember when we were kids and Charlie Sheen had the movie uh, Hot Shots Part Do? no.
1: I don't what? remember. No, okay, I didn't see that. Okay,
0: uh, just just funny, like kind of like a, a, a parody on Rambo and all this kind of stuff, hot shots and like Top Gun, and all that kind of thing. Uh, but hot shots part do, like D E U E X or however that's spelled. Right. But I'm a little kid and I didn't know exactly what that was. So I would see like a big poster in Blockbuster or whatever kind of rental place we go into. I'm like, hot shots part decks <laughs> like, or like yes. Dex or something. And it's like, yeah, that's right. I was uh, the same
1: way I thought that Grand Prix was Grand Pricks. Why would I know any different? Yes. Oh Come my on. God, totally. Yeah, no, for sure.
0: <laughs> okay, so- I should have talked to to Brenda about that one. (laughs) <laughs> yes Shout out <laughs> to Brennan Nuckton uh, And clearly speaking com. Go and uh, talk to her If you are confused On how to say Grand Prix Or part <laughs> due or, or anything else You want to uh, discuss with pronunciation I don't want to talk About pronunciation though I want to talk about Soccer The other uh, Portland sport We have basketball From fall to spring And it overlaps uh, Spring In cleaning to fall That is one of the best Parts about Portland Honestly That we have the two Major league teams Where there's never a break Year round You have a professional Team playing uh, And also the Thorns as well Uh, fantastic, amazing soccer over there, both Timbers and Thorns. But my dad and I, we went to the Timbers game on Saturday night. Awesome 4-0 victory, by the way, over the LA Galaxy and uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, excuse me, uh, probably one of my least favorite MLS players right now. But I'm looking up at one point, and who do I see at the Timbers game but Terry Stotts? nice there. And I believe that is probably why we had the 4-0 victory is uh they showed stats up on the jumbotron at one point and everyone went nuts like there was a huge Blazer Timbers crossover fanhood uh out there for it. But yeah man, uh we we had kind of a slow start for maybe the thir- first 35 40 minutes or so of the game and then we end up scoring uh four four goals over the last 45 or 50 minutes and it was it was really something it was fun. That's
1: wild. Did you get to talk to him, or what'd you do? No,
0: no, no. Just from a distance, uh, and then again on the on the jumbotron. But no, he's, you didn't uh,
1: immediately leave your seat, vacate the area, <laughs> and run after him, going, "Terry, listen,
0: man, listen." I didn't like. I didn't get to like shake his hand and take a picture at City Hall, or I could have gotten a <laughs> guest on the show or something. <laughs> that was
1: amazing. Uh, get a shout out to the Blazers PR people who were very patient with me. Um, yes.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. So That's last what, shout I, out I here. I don't know. I
1: feel like you should have like run across the pitch, just screaming, Co.
0: Like, that been amazing. <laughs> oh, man, one day. I'm not against the idea of one day being that guy running across the field and trying to get, avoid getting tackled by security for – you know, however how much time it is before it's inevitable. But, uh, yeah, Good. you know, maybe Stotts would be the the motivation for that. Maybe if he's back there at a game or if he's, like, at, at half uh, at halfway down the field or someone giving some sort of a, a award out, we can see. But he's obviously a soccer fan, and it well, went well for him. So I'm just saying I want to see Stotts at every uh, Timbers game, every home game for the rest of the season this summer. He's got nothing else to do, I'm sure. So he can show up at all the Timbers games and get us more 4-0 victories. I'm sure right, he. So, yeah,
1: I'm sure he has absolutely nothing else to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so last shout out uh, before we get on to the main topics here, and some other players that have nothing else to do, nothing else going on for them. But shout out to uh, Brandon Roy. He had his birthday this last Tuesday on the 23rd of July. He turned 35, and that's when I realized that Brandon Roy is just about a month or so older than me. So that's uh, that's kind of crazy.
1: Man, Brandon Roy. I, there's. I mean. So many, I mean, you hear these lists of like, which player would you want to come back if they'd never had any injuries? And Brandon Roy always like near the oh top of, of those lists and just... Um, Absolutely. So what is he... Is he is he still doing the coaching thing up there in Seattle? Is that what he's up to right now? Or is he just chilling? You no, know, I'm,
0: I'm not sure. I don't... For some reason, I didn't think he was doing much of the coaching thing right now. I thought he was kind of chilling and taking some time down. Uh, I. Yeah, but I'm with you, though. I feel like Brandon Roy was one of those guards, man. He was definitely one of the most respected guards uh like if if you had a gap like let's say between kobe and Dwayne wade as far as the, the legendary shooting guard uh of of the era i'd say brand roy would have been the one to fit in between those guys uh if he had had more health if he had had a longer career but what i think he played a total of five years in the nba so at this point dame has had a longer career than brand roy's entire run like wow. that's kind of crazy
1: and I still, I still don't understand. I mean, there, I mean, so first of all, all respect to Brandon Roy, a transformational figure in Blazers franchise history. There's no doubt about it. However, yeah. I just have to say, since you just brought it up, this is your fault, not mine. I, <laughs> oh, there shit. are people who legit think that Brandon Roy was a better basketball player than Dame. I I, I don't see how hmm. that argument, there, there, there used to be an argument for that several years ago, which was like peak power, brandon roy was better than peak power dame i think that as the years have gone on from playoff success to sustained success to individual stats to leadership to being the head of the franchise i honestly all again all respect to brandon roy there there isn't anything left that you can say where brandon roy was a more impactful or better player than dame i just don't see it
0: yeah I mean I, I hear you I think the argument would be just that like we're saying the length of career uh if you look at just Dame's first five years and you compare that to maybe Brandon Roy's five year career well, you could have a conversation I think but yeah we just don't know what would have happened with Roy afterwards and so if we're dealing with just the reality of he had those five years and that's it and Dame has way more room to grow from here uh there's no question that Dame has a a, a higher ceiling at this point he's going to reach higher levels than he has already reached higher levels I would say than than Roy did in his career but you know, the potential, it really would have been something to see him play a, a full career. Yep, I agree. All right, so main topics for the day. Let's get to the first one. Nobody seems to like Team USA. CJ McCollum, like a week or so ago, uh, announced that he was not going to be playing for the team. Uh, and, you know, this is kind of one of those things where I think we talked about, like, oh, well, is this? does this mean that it's going to be Dame's team this year? Can he really get a chance to stand out and really show off for a while? Uh, now, remember, this is not the Olympics. This is uh, FIBA basketball. Uh, and so it's kind of one of those where, we even talked about it being more of a stepping stone for him to really cement his place on the Olympic team for us. Then, before we could get here, Dame has also announced that he is out. So that has been among several other players. Harden is out. AD is out. Several other big names. And a lot of this kind of seems like it's about players wanting rest, especially if we are talking about the Olympics, uh, which I think is next summer. Is that right? Uh, then Tokyo, the players yep. Yeah, and so the, the players are not wanting to take this summer uh, traveling around to to. Asia as well uh for games and going there again next summer for the olympics they want some time to themselves so their family to rest it seems kind of fair man and so i i feel like the conclusion right now is that they're looking towards younger players uh seeing who else wants to come in and play uh what do you think are we going to see young players really come in are we going to see like a dominant u.s team or is this going to be kind of a different year for u.s basketball
1: it really depends on who plays next year right like if this is all setting up for whoever wants to play can play and there's a lot of interest from the biggest names in the NBA your you know your Giannis's your Joel Embiid's your Harden's if all those players end up playing it probably doesn't matter there's probably so much talent that it would override any continuity that any other team around the world would have do you have a different view of that
0: well, no, I I don't know if I've heard about Giannis or Embiid, but Harden's out for sure, right? And I, I feel like that's for, ne- the real for next question. year. Oh no, you're talking Olympics next oh, okay, year. Sorry. Yeah,
1: oh, you're talking about this year. Yeah, well, I, I think. I'm... Yeah, no, I mean, I think ugh, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I yeah, this year it's. Uh... So 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 let me ask you this: the 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 team. There's no danger of Team USA not qualifying for the olympics or is that what this is i'm ignorant about olympic stuff
0: no i i believe that we're good for qualifications i don't think that's what it's going to be about i just think the real thing is uh whether olympics or not the the u.s fiba team uh which is essentially the same as the olympic team more or less or it's kind of the the, the training grounds for the olympic team in this so you're,
1: you're talking about success for this year given the roster they have yeah i mean i, yeah, think I, it, I guess i'm saying i think, there, if, are if better, I think dominant- there are better teams out there than what the u.s is putting up right now for sure
0: Right, I think Spain uh, specifically. I think there are definitely a couple other teams that Canada's on a the come up. Yeah, but if, so what I'm trying to get at is if if the U.S. doesn't perform well this summer in uh, this in this Open Cup, I think is what they're calling it, not because they want to separate from World Cup and soccer. Uh, if they don't perform well this summer with the young players does it maybe lose some steam for the Olympics next year? Do we see maybe players start to drop off next year?
1: That's where I'm saying. I don't think it matters. I think that right. So if we are talking about whether what happens this year affects next year, I'm saying no, as long as players want to play in the Olympics and you have the best talent, there's so much talent in the NBA. It's not going to matter Now, whether or not their performance this year will affect the decision-making of the star players next year. I also think that's not going to end up mattering. I think the biggest thing is probably, you know, the timing of when these games happen and the, and the players getting the proper amount of rest, a, a lot. Of, and the thing is a lot of these players, they don't need to raise their profiles any more than they already are. Like, does James Harden need to really do anything else besides get some success in the playoffs? Other than that, can he do anything <laughs> to raise his profile? Like, I don't know. Zing. And, but, so, I mean, there's a lot swirling around here and like whether, whether this year and the lack of interest is at all indicative of what, what may happen next year. I, 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 I don't think so, but I guess maybe.
0: No, I, I'm I'm not sure of it either. I'm not saying it's a, a done deal, but I'm a little I'm a little concerned about this just because I want international basketball to be a bigger thing. I want to get away. I think this is a big thing as far as you kind of making a connection with foreign players, bringing them over, growing the NBA in that sense. But also just in the sense of, I, you know that I'm a uh, opponent of the NCAA and a lot of the college ball stuff, and I'm looking for alternatives to that. And I think having more of an international scene uh, to draw from and kind of to network in as far as the all the online media at this point, I don't think that would be a bad thing. And so, I, I don't know, I'm a little worried that if we fall off this year, if, if maybe just kind of the fan connection, U.S. fan connection, kind of loses interest in a lot of the international ball, uh, but, you know, the other side of that, like you're saying, is when we come around to the Olympics, if we have a dominant team of stars that no one else in the world can compete with. then yet yeah, Americans love to watch dominance. So, you know, I'm not too worried about that in the long run.
1: I mean, to be fair, uh, when when the dream team was in Barcelona in 1992, John Stockton was walking around with his wife and he was holding the video camera. And nobody recognized him. Yeah. Not even the woman (laughs) who was wearing the dream team shirt with all the players on it. So it's like, you know, whether or not the 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 people who participate in international play if that's really going to affect the nba standing around the world i don't think so you still see the games you see the highlights people are on twitter you know they're on uh, all the uh, facebook and twitch and instagram all of different ways that people are sharing clips and stuff that's how the game gets spread around the world it's not necessarily these players need to go on tour anymore it's a different age now it's social media so they're watching nba games and that's how the league is so big it's not because of their olympic performance
0: All right, well, uh, we do have another international connection, though, as far as coming straight here to Portland. We got Pau Gasol. Uh, He sounds like he's the final piece for the summer roster additions here for the Blazers. He signed a one year deal, I believe, at the vet minimum, which would be about two and a half million. Uh, Jamie Hudson put some notes up as well, uh, just to remind everyone that Pau Gasol is a two time champion. He was drafted third overall. He'll be turning 39 years old uh, this July. So he's definitely getting up there, up there in age, and he's recovering from a stress fracture in his foot, but he's expected to be cleared for full basketball by August. So uh, not too concerned about his health or any of that. How do, you, how do you see expectations for Gasol this year? What do you think he's going to be doing as far as uh, his actual role in the team? Well, I mean, the dude's
1: 39. He is currently the oldest active player in the NBA because Vince Carter hasn't found a team. Jamal Crawford hasn't found a team yet. He had a decent season a couple years ago with San Antonio, playing about 24 minutes a game, averaging 10 and 8. But like you said, last year, you know, limited by his foot, says he's going to be ready to go. I don't know how much he's going to give you as a player. Let's say that he comes back and he's healthier than he was last year. He can provide maybe 10, 11, 12 minutes a game. My sense is that the Blazers brought him in more for his experience. But here's the problem. I was listening to an, another excellent Blazers podcast, the Blazers Edge podcast with Terrebone Biggs and Danny Morang. And Danny was saying, and he's, he's plugged in, so he was saying that he's been talking with other reporters, with teams who've had Pau Gasol, basically asking the question, is Pau Gasol a mentor? And Danny Morang was saying the answers right. he got back were no, he's not. So that was my thought, was that he was being brought in to come and mentor Zach Collins, to mentor Nurkic, to mentor Hassan Whiteside. But if that's not the role he wants to play, if he really just wants to be a player, I don't know how much he's gonna contribute. But having said that, having somebody on the team that has championship experience, uh, you know, a, a six-time all-star, multiple all-NBA. Um, multiple championships with the Lakers—that is invaluable. It's just I, I don't think that we're going to get that benefit of like oh we have like a coach on the bench. It sounds to me that's not the role he wants to play. So I don't know how much we're going to get out of him as a player. What do you think about it?
0: I don't know. Uh, I'm not. Well, Say I, I think I heard something else that Danny was saying in that same uh, pod was. This may not be really kind of Gasol's natural instinct as far as being the natural tutor, but it's more gonna be up to Zach Collins in that sense to kind of just watch everything he does, just kind of like learn from, uh, uh, just kind of learn from example. But how and much so how much example
1: mean, can he really set if he's yeah. you know forty years old?
0: Right. Like, I mean, how many, how many minutes is he really going to be on the court? Even like, I don't think that we're going to see him get 10 minutes a game. You know, you might see him get 10 minutes in some games, but not on average, I'd say. So yeah. That, well, that's... And,
1: and by the way, this is why you and I have to do our homework this week, right? And come back <laughs> next week. We want to talk about what we summer. Think...
0: I'm not doing homework. No, oh, go
1: we got to do... We want to look at what the <laughs> rotations are going to be because I mean, just that without doing any work at all. I think that there will be minutes for him to take. It's just, I don't know how right he's going to be physically. And uh, i mean i don't know it's well, tough maybe that's
0: it though maybe, maybe that's the real thing is we have such a thin rotation at specifically the center and the power forward position and honestly you know again something that i heard danny mentioned on there we we're basically at this point just kind of copying the blazes edge pod for or like their lead on this part but they're right you know you, like you said danny's plugged in tara has some great insight and i think this bit specifically just have made some really good points about what pow could or will not bring uh, yeah, so if he's not going to be as much of that tutor, if it is going to be about getting him minutes and, and on the floor, maybe maybe that's how Zach learns. Maybe that maybe that is what kind of works out for these guys is that's how he can, can have an influence on the team is his kind of last hurrah of playing basketball as much as he can this season is how how Zach can pick something out of him.
1: Maybe. And I, I hear, again, my hope is this. My hope is that he came in with the understanding, hey, even if you haven't been a mentor up to this point, that that's how you're earning your bread. And maybe he's interested, for example, of being a coach at some point. And if that's true, this would be a perfect opportunity for him. Because, I mean, we talk about like coaches need to have equity with the players in order to kind of get through to them. Nothing builds equity more more than actually playing, right? Because you're the one out there. You're doing the things you're telling the players to. You need to do this, you need to do that, doing it actually makes a big difference so maybe there's some understanding okay he knows he needs to pivot he's entering a different phase in his career the dude again he's almost 40 years old so maybe that's something he's gonna want to do more this year it'd be really nice to see him on the bench in players ears in players in the ears of the other players I think that that would be really important
0: (laughs) no for sure Um, yeah and I I pretty much agree with what you're saying for that so uh, let's uh, we've talked kind of the details on that one let's summarize with a question from one of our listeners at the beardiest asks how much of an impact you think Gasol will have so you know we, we've we've talked about what kind of impact it'll be let's measure it do you want to say will Gasol help us win two more games this year I don't know how do you want to how do you want to quantify this
1: yeah that's actually fair I think I think two games is fair um yeah okay if you can get and also you know I got you're right we're biting the Blazers' podcast so hard they <laughs> they, they mentioned I, I just listened Shout to it. Out. I went on my run not long ago I listened to it they mentioned the Blazers haven't had a big man coach since Kim Hughes. Remember, he was the favorite of Myers right. Leonard. Kim Hughes fired for leaking the fact that LaMarcus Aldridge was, was not coming back to the Blazers. And unjust firing, blah, 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 blah. But maybe if he can play that role, then he'll have more impact than his stats will ever show. Okay. Strictly as a player, I don't think he wins in any games. I think that BCA uh, can probably give as much on the court at this point, given that Pau Gasol is coming off injury and 39 years old. I really do. I, I, just, I, I am so skeptical of how much he can contribute on the court. I don't know, but maybe he goes through some renaissance. You never know. That'd be great. I'd love to see it.
0: Okay, so let's uh, let's just quickly overview this roster, like we were saying a minute ago. We'll get back and do our homework and some actual research. Ugh, research in the summer. Uh, we'll do that for a future episode. But just to kind of set the table for this next topic for I next go over.
1: episode, I'm holding us to this
0: next. Okay, next episode. Next episode. Uh, but just to overview right now, Casey Holdall and Sean Heiken were reporting during the uh, Pau Gasol presser, uh, talking about some words that Olshay put out there, basically saying Neil Olshay says the Blazers are done for the summer. Sean even added they could possibly. Add a second two-way player, maybe. I'm not sure if that's really speculation or if that was something else that was said. But basically both these guys saying the Blazers are at 14 players and that's it. That's what we're working with. These are your 2020 Blazers. This is your roster. So we are presuming—tell me if I'm wrong on any of this. Dame, CJ, uh, Rodney Hood, Zach Collins, and Hassan Whiteside are your starters, yes? Yeah, I think so. That's kind of where we're going. Sixth man— uh, Anthony Simons or Baysmore? That I, 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 you know, kind of a general. And again, we'll do research. We'll get details, but first take. What do you think? Between the two, or or go off the board, order off the menu if you want. What, do you, what you got?
1: Um. Yeah, it seems like that's it's going to be one of those two players. Uh, Bazemore not long for the team Last year the contract Maybe trade fodder So probably I'm going to go with Simons I'm going to say Simons Has gotten so much hype We had Michael Pena Of SB Nation Writing about him You have For 6th for, A- for
0: man You're putting Simons For 6th six man 6th man Okay, okay. Yeah, anyway, yeah. And so what would what, what Michael Pena say, actually? I missed this one. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, you
1: Michael Pena of SB Nation basically pumping up Simons even more. I mean, we've had so much. Of, and we talked about it last episode. It was Anthony Simons's trainer that said he was a cross between Lillard and Clay Thompson. High, high praise oh, all the way around. So I think this is all signaling that Simons is going to be in for big minutes. So, yeah, I think six-man probably goes to Simons.
0: Okay. Okay, I can see that. Okay, Bazem- so, uh, Bazemore
1: being sixth and a half man.
0: Ba- okay, Bazemore in a close uh, close sixth and a half. Yeah. Okay, so the next uh, next question, and then we will get on here. Who is a uh, who's the breakout player for the season? I could see Anthony Simons or Zach Collins, maybe Gary Trent, even Mario Hazonia. Uh, Bazemore, or Hood. Also, if they could like ascend to the next level, or even Nasir Little. I know we've talked about him probably not even having a rotation spot, but we're also thin on that front line. So. what do you think? That's a lot of options. We've got a lot of players who if any of these guys are like an X factor, they could play a a big role in the season. Who's your favorite? Who's your odds-on favorite for the role?
1: I don't know if it's my favorite, but I would love it to be Hazonia. I'm expecting a step from Collins. I'm expecting a step from Simons. So those things I already have is being baked in, but when I say breakout player or when I hear that, what I'm hearing is somebody who you may not have expected and I would love it To be Hizonia, he's a big dude. He's been around for a couple years. He hasn't played his best. He can facilitate. He can make it. He can create his own shot. He should be able to shoot threes. Hasn't shown it yet, but I would love it to be Hizonia. I think that'd be a really, really good sign.
0: I like it. Okay, I, I, I could see Hizonia. He's he kind of seems like he's in that spot where he needs to do it now if he's gonna do something to kind of like really up his value. But honestly it might almost be better for us in my opinion if it was Nas Little or even Scal as far as being that kind of player that really explodes like whoa where did he come from Nas obviously being on the rookie year rookie contract and you know kind of the, the high upside the idea if he really comes out into a player he fills a hole that we really need uh, and Scal the same way if, if he could suddenly kind of like take his game to any sort of more consistent level just really kind of fill in that, that depth chart on the big end man that would just be a, a good piece for us going forward maybe a little more valuable than a player who might not be here uh, long term like, like a- uh, mario
1: yeah i mean that would be huge i would love to see him do well
0: all right so with that being the roster and again we'll get back to that more on next week's episode was this a good or a bad summer there the answers seem to be all over the board some fans are really excited and up on this others are super pissed about Whiteside uh, acting like he has no hope at all for being a good player i've had a i've heard a lot of kind of back and forth but i don't know what, what are your what's your take where do you stand at this point We're both pretty positive, right? We're both pretty high on this.
1: I'm positive. I think making space for young players is important. I think that's an underrated part of evaluating a team's off season. When you have young players that need to be developed in positions of need that have organizational support from top to bottom. Remember that the Blazers front office has been stable for a long time. So all these young players who they've drafted, they are the players drafted by the current organization. They have, I've used this word now twice in the episode, equity with the organization. They have an interest in seeing these players succeed and giving them space to grow, giving players like Anthony Simons and Zach Collins space to get better and show what they can do as players and why they were drafted as high as they were, especially in the case of Collins, that is a big deal. So making moves that provide space for those players, I think that is an underrated part of team management, particularly when you're thinking about the future health of your team. You have these players locked up on rookie-scale deals, and then you get those second deals. I mean, you haven't basically locked in for a very long time. It's important to give them development. And I think that's an underrated portion of the Blazers offseason that I think is 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 a highly positive thing. So yeah, on the whole, I on the whole, I'm I'm good with their offseason for sure.
0: But so you're you're mostly I haven't really actually heard this. This is kind of a different angle, I think. You're talking mostly about this being a good summer for us from the long term development of the team.
1: I think so. I mean, especially okay, when you're considering like Let's say you had brought back Ennis Cantor, for example. Well, yeah. then is Collins getting as many minutes as he's getting? Let's say you bring back Seth Curry, for example. Well, is Anthony Simon's getting as many minutes as he's going to get? And if you, believe gotcha. in, if you believe in both of those players, it's important. It's, you can't just look at, oh, darn, we lost some talent. We did, but you're giving more minutes to players who are probably ready for them. And in the case of someone like Simon's, who's being hyped. And by the way, here's one more thing. The, the hype around Anthony Simons, do you have any doubt that he is totally on board with being pumped up as much as he is? He's on board with it. He is okayed it. He has told the organization other people, go for it. Say whatever you want about me. It doesn't bother me. I guarantee right. that's a part of it.
0: No, no. he He's good, man. And he's as ice cold as Dame, too. I, I love him under Dame's wing. I feel like it's such a perfect fit uh ant just seems like the same kind of personality same kind of guy where nothing phases him he seems so level-headed about all of it, whether he's in an interview or on the floor out on the court and it's I'm, I'm stoked on it for sure yep uh okay so so that's kind of again talking players uh even the team though like I, I feel like so we just had this we had this big finals run right and a lot of us a lot of i think well fans... conference finals run but still. Con- con- okay yeah sorry i keep saying that west finals excuse me remember we <laughs> just won the title <laughs> in our own okay, fair. That, yeah uh well you know it was it was it was a it was a it was as close to the sun as we've been in in a good long time as far as there, there's
1: concerned. a multiverse in which the blazers did win so that's fine
0: it's it's out there it happened on 2k it was it was possible in a simulator <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay uh anyway, it distracted me though no I, uh so basically saying though like we we made a deep run right you would think that would give us some sort of credibility, especially after the season before being swept by the Pelicans in the, in the upset, and that kind of took us solo. But it seems like even in the media, there's a lot of divide. I watched uh, a couple episodes of The Jump last week. On one episode, we had... Nick Friedle, an L.A. reporter, uh, they were they being asked, what are your top four teams in the West? Friedle said, Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, and Rockets. Imagine that, right? The L.A. guy says the two L.A. teams first, but whatever. Uh, Tim Bontemps from Texas, he has Clippers, Houston, Lakers, Jazz. So, again, you know, the Texas guy puts Houston up there. I'm not really sure. I don't see Houston as having done much in the offseason where everyone else got better, whatever. Uh, Amin Alassane said, former gm for phoenix right he has clippers denver no well uh,
1: Amin El hassan was never a gm he was a front office person but oh really i could have sworn he was a gm excuse no, me my absolutely bad. not and okay, by the well, way I, I, and i just i i i hate to i you, hashtag you hate to see it i am not an amin el hassan fan what? at all Oh, i love the guy He's he's super smart. He's he's super charismatic. He has a an, an unfortunate track record of 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 disrespecting women, which I can't oh, ignore. Okay. Shit um so at any rate but, but continue i'm not i'm not saying he's not good at his job i'm just saying i i no longer support basically anything he does because of of multiple things he's done online it's not cool anyway but yeah
0: no that, that's fair good of you to mention i was not aware i uh, did not know but i'm always happy to be educated, how dare you educated i expected to know
1: everything about everybody
0: <laughs> no but you know again i'm always willing to change an opinion when i get more information in we should all be flexible like that with our uh perspectives anyway regardless uh I I am messing with your vibe
1: so bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're cutting me out. You're good. Yeah, anyway, yeah, continue.
0: (laughs) So anyway, my point, though, the only dude up here of those three with with front office experience put Portland in there in his top four teams, Uh, basically saying, like, Portland and Denver have more continuity. He thinks Whiteside may be new, but he's like, you know, Portland has already has enough continuity, and, like, they're on the graduate-level playbook, I think was the quote that he had about it. Uh, Let's move on from him, though. That wasn't the real point. A week later on the jump, though, Sedano, George Sedano, George Sedano, excuse me, is on with, Om young, Miss and Dave McMiniman asking what team is the best bet to hit the over. Dave McMiniman says Portland. And this is what I liked as well, because I feel like so many people have been so quick to kind of count down on Portland of, Oh, they're, they're not doing that well. And well, look, they got swept by the Warriors this year. Sure. They made it to the finals, but they got swept again after getting swept by the Pelicans the year before. Uh, but McMenamin pointed out that we constantly have gone over the Vegas line, like, I think, five of the last six years. Same way that Quick was kind of pointing that out quick uh, in, pr- I guess, previous weeks and this came up locally. Om Young Misook even chimes in, people love to sleep on the Blazers. Uh, so I think the Vegas line now at this point is either, like, 45 or 46. And, again... That's a low ass line considering we just had a West finals run considering that's almost the same line that we had in like previous seasons when we were barely getting into the playoffs. Right. Uh, do you wait? I mean, I, I assume you're on the over, right? Can we just skip over that part? Or are we both taking the over on 46 wins?
1: I don't know if I am. I think that's what? A, that's a good line. Brandon. And they're They're <laughs> one injury away from being a 39 win team in a stacked West, but, 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 but on that so this same is at note,
0: PDX. Go uh, send all of your hate tweets to at PDX. Let him know how wrong he is. But no, sorry. Okay, go ahead.
1: No, but on that. <laughs> but on that same note, the Blazers are also one injury on another team away from right. being like a 55 win team. Yeah, this is yeah. very tough, right? I mean, I don't envy the people having to set these lines, and and it's you can't see the future. There's so much talent in the West. So many teams got better that. They are, they're one step away from not making the playoffs. They're also one step away from being a top four seed. I don't know how it's going to go. Again, we just talked about the multiverse in which the Blazers won the title. There are many more <laughs> multiverses in which the Blazers did not make the playoffs last year because Nurk gets hurt a little bit sooner because Dame had to sit out with a with a calf strain for a month or what have you. Any any number of things could have happened. And 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 similarly, maybe they were one more injury away from I don't know, like like so all, I mean, I'm just saying like with so much talent in the West, there's no room for error for any of these teams. It doesn't mean the Blazers aren't good. They're good. It's just that you can't you can't say they are for sure going to get 50 wins. There's too much talent
0: Boy, dude, you know, I've been trying to save my voice after going horse at the Timbers game on Saturday, and you're over here making me scream in the middle of my living room, scaring my Tell dog. Tell me I'm wrong.
1: Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. You're how t- am I oh, wrong? Man.
0: I know. I, know. I, I, I hear what you're saying, though. Your logic is sound. I will give you that. Your logic no, sound is sound. No, don't kiss a my ass. West. I want
1: to hear <laughs> explicitly
0: how am I wrong. It's a tight west, but you are wrong, because the places are absolutely getting over 46 wins, man. Like, Okay, so let me pull this up real fast. I had this in front of me. The 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 lines for the last number of years, Last year, the line was 42.5. We got 53. The year before that was 42.5. Again, we had 49. year before that, 45.5. We had 41. That was the one year we already fell under. The year before that, in 2015 16, they thought the Blazers would get 26.5 wins. We got 44.
1: So, wait, your argument is that previous year's success is a determinant of what will happen next year? Is that what you're saying?
0: My argument is that the Blazers, of all teams, the same way that we look at the Spurs and say they are a consistent team year after year, so even when they have a broken roster, we still assume they're going to be a team that's competing for a solid playoff spot. I've got to, I'm have got. saying that the numbers support the Blazers in the same way. I'm, this is a team that consistently uh, goes over the what the media expects, and also the fact that this is a Vegas betting line. The, the line is supposed to be right at that point where... It's wanting fans to bet, and that's why you always see Lakers uh, teams with a huge fan market that is putting in these bets. That line is always higher. It's because the the fan expectation is higher. This kind of whole small market thing, I guess is what I'm saying, plays into the Vegas line. So, yes, it, taking the over on the Blazers, is, this is a safe bet, dude. You could put... You could put a large, substantial bet. I'm not saying you should. I'm not saying anyone out there needs to. I'm not advising gambling, even though it is now legal to do so with sports. So whatever. But this is a fairly safe bet. The Blazers make the over on that. I'm no. Saying, it is yeah, not. Seriously.
1: It's not a fairly safe bet. Listen, <laughs> this year in the Western Conference, it has never been more difficult to know what the seeding's going to be, who's going to make the playoffs, who's going to get home court. It's never been more difficult because all of these teams have an incredible amount of talent. The Blazers have a lot of talent. So do the Jazz. So do the Denver Nuggets. So do the Lakers. So do the Clippers. So do the Rockets. So do the, like, like the Warriors when Clay comes back. The Spurs. Like, this is not
0: easy. Even the Suns got better. Even the Suns had a summer where they are a better team on paper.
1: My point is that in maybe in years past, It might have been slightly easier to say, okay, these teams, even at their best, don't have enough talent to to make it work. This year, there are so many teams that could potentially be top four teams that it really comes down to injury luck. That's what I believe. I think a lot of these teams are well coached. A lot of these teams have continuity or a lot of these teams have an overwhelming amount of talent. It is very difficult to tell. And I don't take, like, look, I'm the biggest Terry Stotts supporter on earth. Look at my pinned tweet at PDX on Twitter. You will know (laughs) I'm the biggest Terry Stotts supporter on earth. I think there is some magic sauce about Terry Stotts and Dame's leadership that gets people to overachieve. So I think them hitting the over, I don't think that's just coincidence. But this year in particular, it is not a lock. It's not
0: not a lock just a safe bet okay no <laughs> i'm with you i hear you i'm here <laughs> okay so one thing is for sure though i can say one thing is a lock nobody favors the lakers to win the west now this is what i thought was kind of funny especially coming from uh this is coming from tim Bontemps, the same guy who said his top four in the west this year were gonna be the clippers the lakers the rockets and, and the jazz uh he surveyed i think it was 20 nba executives like coaches scouts gms and all the whatnot uh talking about a number of questions but among other things none of the executives not one of them said the lakers was going to win the west so at the very least that's a good summer for portland how about that <laughs> yeah but i
1: have to say the lakers potential to be better than the blazers is there for oh sure. man, man you, healthy, on this on
0: this healthy on this beautiful Davis, sunday a healthy demarcus
1: beul- <laughs> cousins a healthy lebron <laughs> that's terrifying. Like, I don't know. There, that, that's what I'm saying is like the Laker, there is a, there is a multiverse in which the Lakers somehow, some way everyone's healthy. It all works. And they're like a 65 win team. That's not totally out of the question.
0: There's a, there's a multiverse in which Thanos snapped his fingers and destroyed the Lakers and the warriors. And now the blazers are just crushing the West every, every year. It's great. It's, it's working wonders. I want to, I that guess
1: universe. I'm just saying like, for example, like talk about Lakers blazers, <laughs> like, Which team do you think is more likely to potentially get 65 wins? The Blazers or the Lakers?
0: Uh... I would think, the uh, yeah, I'm going to make an argument for the Blazers here. Yeah, I can do this. I can definitely argue the Blazers because I think the Lakers are so much more reliant on just that top-end talent of LeBron and AD. And I'm not even going to put Boogie in that market, man. I'm sorry. I'm not putting Boogie in that same bracket because he doesn't have the health to begin with. And AD and LeBron, I don't think we can rely on them to be healthier than they've been before. If either of them has any injury, I think it is so much more effective to that team than if, even if Dame had an injury for Portland, if Dame missed let's say 20 games for the Blazers this year, that would be less of an issue than if LeBron missed 20 for the Lakers. I don't. If, if LeBron misses 20 games for the Lakers, AD cannot run that offense. I, I think, think you're, I think you're wearing
1: rose-colored glasses, my friend.
0: <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> the, okay with those the, rose-colored the glasses because I live in Rose City.
1: The Lakers have <laughs> such top-end talent that, again, this is what we're saying, like possible outcomes. The Blazers have a higher floor and a lower ceiling than the Lakers. That's how I see it. But the, Laker, floor, the Lakers, ceiling. if <laughs> everything breaks right, they could be an incredibly dominant team. I don't expect it to happen. I'm just saying the Blazers don't have 65 win potential on this team. They just don't. The Lakers do.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't well, know. We can I, agree the, to disagree. I'm look, just saying, look, look, like, look, I'm right. You're, 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 wrong, saying, you're saying Blazers have no potential. I'm saying there's there's a multiverse out there that Blazers have, win 65 games. I am saying it happens. Uh, so, anyway, listeners, let us know what you think. Let us know what multiverse you Let them you know, know how wrong
1: in. Keith is.
0: <laughs> Write us at Trailcasters on Twitter, IG, and Facebook. Email us at trailcasters at gmail.com. Brandon, tell us about our sponsors one more time. While well, I go get some water, I'll be right back.
1: Yeah, you can. I am not sure what we're doing. Are we going to a third segment? Go get your water. We are brought to you by both Envy Adventures and, clearly speaking, if you've ever been interested in drinking water from a plane and not <laughs> from the ground, you should definitely reach out to enviadventures.com, enviadventures.com, a private private chartered flight over Portland to the Gorge, Mount Hood. It's beautiful. Check them out at And Before you do, you should call Brenda Nuckton, a certified speech language pathologist at clearlyspeakingoregon.com. She can help you whether you're a communications major, a student athlete, a sales professional, or somebody who just wants to find their most confident and comfortable speaking voice. You can do that at clearlyspeakingoregon.com. That is clearlyspeakingoregon.com.
0: Welcome back. Alright, so as we were recording this, we I saw uh, on Twitter Jay Allen at PDXJ announced the preseason. So just when I thought we were in the middle of the like finally deep in the true off season, the NBA is now suddenly kind of right around the corner again. So so there's that. Uh, but so That's our weird <laughs> isn't it? It comes up so quick. <laughs> it is only it's the end of July, and so the preseason doesn't start till October, so it's not really quite around the corner. But it's just funny because we just, you know, like we are saying, Pau Gasol was announced as the final piece for the roster. And and so we're like, all right, now we're finally set. And we have maybe a month or two of not basketball before basketball starts again. Uh, but yeah, so that preseason right around the corner coming up. Uh, October 8th, Denver is going to be here at 7 p.m. And this first game, this first game of the preseason, Brandon, where is it at? Where is this game going to be at?
1: It is going to be at Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Yes, it
0: is. The is glass It's it amazing. Dude. We're going to this game. I got, I want to go to this oh, game. I'm so for that. sure
1: going to go. And by the way, like props to the Blazers who released a graphic. Um, pretty sure that they released it. I'm thinking they released it. It says Return Maybe to the Coliseum, it. and it says nice. it says the Blazers versus Nuggets. It's the old Blazers logo versus the old Nuggets logo. You might remember the Nuggets had this like dude that's giant awesome. Have seen Guy the beard that. and the in the pick and like ah, yeah like, totally. Um, so like anyway, the the,
0: the, the the mountain man, the uh, the the gold miner guy. I can totally yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm stoked for this. If you haven't been to a game at Memorial, you have to go. It's amazing. Particularly if, if I don't know if they're gonna do this. If they draw the curtains, because if you don't know, oh, bas-
0: dude.
1: Basically, <laughs> the call seems a big glass box, and then the outer, um, the outer, like the very edge of the nosebleed seats, kind of has a concrete wall that kind of goes in a wave around the whole thing. But behind that, they can pull the curtain so you can see outside from the arena. It is, it is spectacularly unique it is yeah. such an amazing experience so yeah, i'm definitely going to this
0: oh my god and i love the fact that they've got it lined up uh against denver for that first game of the preseason too like it's just it's such a perfect thing after the it's way the, great game. the postseason went man yeah that'll be a really fun one so definitely uh that'll be a good game to go see second game of the preseason is two days later october 10th versus maccabi haifa 7 p.m back at the rose garden now maccabi haifa is a team i believe from uh I think they're an Israeli team, if I remember right. Yep. We've, pl- we've played them in past preseason, so again, kind of some history there. Uh, and a good team. Like, it should be a fun one. Hopefully uh, some nice relief after a tough Denver game before we get back into uh, the NBA rotation, uh, which is going to be uh, two days later again on October 12th. Uh, Phoenix is in town here, 5 p.m. at the Rose Garden. So that one, you know, again, nice nice, fun. A little maybe, maybe a step up from uh, Haifa, a little more of an NBA team. Then we get on the road for the last two games of the preseason, October 16th and 17th. So we rode back to back in the preseason at utah and at denver the next night so it's like what the hell that it just seems a little crazy to me i'm super stoked on the memorial coliseum stoked on uh Haifa and phoenix uh, as far as games here in town just fun ones to go and see but then a road back to back does this maybe mean do we get like one less road back to back in the regular season because we're doing this
1: probably not <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's Man, preseason
1: like- There's going to be heavy minutes for Scal, for Simons, for Hazonia. You see all the new players come out. Yeah.
0: So like it's like if this is meant to be ramping up and getting players ready for the season, that just seems like a crazy thing to do. Like right in the right in the early uh, early part of it. What I'm curious about is when the actual season then starts. Like how how close the is game one after a back to back road trip. So you know, we'll see how that goes.
1: Good question. But again, like obviously the Blazers are gonna be taking it easy in those preseason games. My sense is that you're not gonna see the starters really play. Um, any game except the last two and really yeah. only the last game at denver is my sense yeah,
0: yeah it, it's it's gonna be weird and again you know it's not like it'll actually matter uh it is just preseason but it just seems it seems strange to me when if you're doing essentially warm-ups and like getting your guys kind of ready for nba uh rhythm and then you basically throw in like the hardest thing about the nba schedule a road back to back uh, in denver at least they're no close
1: right at least utah and colorado are close
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it'll, it'll be fun. I think it'll be a good, especially if we can win that first game here in the Mor- at the Memorial Coliseum. Uh, I feel like there will be at least some fan hype about that fifth game in Denver. And then at least we'll have that built-in excuse if it doesn't go our way. It's like, oh, well, you know, yeah, it's a second game on the road in Denver on a back-to-back. I mean, come on. doesn't really seem fair. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. It'll be fun. Well, it'll be a good one.
1: <laughs> it will be. And by the way, I don't know if we touched on this, but it being at Memorial Coliseum, this is probably part of the 50th anniversary of yes. the team. We didn't even talk that. about that. So no. let's save that for maybe next episode. Um, somebody ask oh, us more
0: homework. Are you serious? Yeah,
1: really quick, <laughs> uh, uh, Keith. So we got five games of the preseason. We got Denver twice, Utah, Phoenix, and Maccabi Haifa. Tell me, do the Blazers go five and zero during the preseason?
0: Five and zero. Boy, it really does come down to that final road game against Denver, man, on the back-to-back. I would love to see it. I guess the other side, like you're saying, is that's probably going to be the only game where it's going to be our our starters and kind of our our real NBA players. So if... uh if simons and scowl and maybe collins can kind of lead the way replicate against, that uh,
1: king's game maybe at there the you end go of the yeah
0: there we go so if, if we can see game 82 from last season for games like one through four of the preseason then yeah man let's do this let's do this i could see a five and0 oh preseason leading into a, a uh, I don't know let's let's open up the regular season what's the best case scenario that we open the regular season on you think we could get like a a five win five win start it's possible. During Without the, looking at schedule. You the regular
1: don't, season schedule? The regular
0: season, yeah. Don't look at the schedule. Just guess.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I haven't looked at it yet. <laughs> I know, I know. You, you haven't That's the whole point. No, I, that's you, that's, you that's hate for doing this. future podcast. We're, we're saving all this content to spread out over All summer. right.
0: I want to talk about it now. Okay, you're right. Thank you, listeners. And remember, you can write us at any time about anything. All of the Blazers stuff to talk about that we want to talk about right now, but we've got to spread it out. <laughs> Listen, also, one more thing. We are near 100 episodes. This is episode 97. That is awesome. Super stoked Uh, I know we Expressed some thanks recently But just one more time Thank you everyone Who listens to this And makes this possible It would not be possible Without your guys' input Without Without all of you, uh, all of you throwing in and and just giving us an audience, and it's it's so cool when we get the feedback from you guys, and it just really keeps us going on. So, episode 100 coming up around the corner. Let us know what you want us to do. Let us know if there's anything you want to hear about or anything uh, fun and special and crazy that we can do to celebrate. Brandon, where can they tell us about those great ideas to celebrate the 100th episode? You can
1: tell us about all those great 100th episode ideas at Trailcasters across platforms. Trailcasters at gmail.com. The brand new Trailcaster com. seriously if you haven't please check it out .com. trailcasters.com there are no ads it will look good no, on your writing. phone um, and I would be remiss if I did not mention that the intro outro and interlude beats including the beats that you're enjoying right now are brought to you by Odar you can check out his work a local beat maker at soundcloud.com slash Odar beats we love your reviews and Keith I would love for you to get us all the way out of here if you would please my good friend
0: in closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you, Brandon, as always. Thank you, Odar, for those fat beats. Thank you to our sponsors, Envy Adventures, and Clearly Speaking. And thank you, listeners, for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Rip City Basketball, and our latest episode. Thank you again. And please come back next week for the next edition of The Trailcasters.
1: <speaking> I don't know what that is. Wait, when you had
0: your hand over there, I thought you were like trying to hold in a sneeze. I was like, oh man, please just like say drill casters then have Ren like sneeze across the whole thing. That'd be awesome.
1: <laughs>. I don't know what that was.